1: Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today I am continuing a teaching that I've been doing for a number of weeks on a better way to pray. I have a book on that, CDs and DVDs, and we are, I think this is the beginning of my third or fourth week. I honestly forget, (laughs) but uh, I've been teaching, I've already covered a lot of material. Uh, We first of all talked about what prayer is not, and I took the approach that Jesus did in Matthew chapter 6 where he said hypocrites love to pray. And he just said it's not for the purpose of being heard for your much speaking. It's not so that you could be observed by other people, brag about all of your religious things that you do. And so that's the first way that we um, ministered on this, basically just to counter of a lot of religious con- concepts about prayer. AND THEN WE BEGIN TO TALK ABOUT THAT JESUS IS THE ONLY MEDIATOR BETWEEN GOD AND MAN. IN FIRST TIMOTHY CHAPTER TWO, VERSE FIVE, IN THE OLD TESTAMENT IT CALLS MOSES A MEDIATOR. DAVID WAS A MEDIATOR, ABRAHAM WAS A MEDIATOR, AND MANY OF THE MODELS THAT PEOPLE USE FOR PRAYER ARE BASED ON THESE OLD TESTAMENT PEOPLE THAT STOOD BETWEEN AN ANGRY GOD AND MEN WHO HAD SINNED AGAINST HIM, AND THEY MEDIATED, THEY pled FOR MERCY. IN EXODUS 32, MOSES EVEN TOLD GOD TO REPENT. AND uh, WE'VE ALREADY COVERED ALL OF THOSE THINGS. AND EVEN THOUGH THAT WAS APPROPRIATE AT THE TIME, IN THE NEW COVENANT, THERE IS A BRAND NEW WAY OF RELATING TO GOD, AND JESUS IS THE ONLY MEDIATOR. FOR A PERSON TO PRAY UNDER THE NEW COVENANT, THE WAY THEY PRAYED UNDER THE OLD COVENANT, WHERE THEY'RE BEGGING FOR GOD TO COME AND PLEADING FOR HIS MERCY, YOU ARE ANTI-CHRIST. (laughs) <laughs> THAT'S A BIG STATEMENT. IT'S A STRONG STATEMENT, BUT THAT'S WHAT THE WORD SAYS. JESUS IS NOW OUR MEDIATOR AND EVERYTHING IS DONE THROUGH JESUS on, ON THE BASIS OF WHAT JESUS HAS DONE. YOU DO NOT HAVE TO WRESTLE WITH GOD. YOU DO NOT HAVE TO TELL GOD TO REPENT. YOU DO NOT HAVE TO SAY IF THERE'S ONLY 40 RIGHTEOUS, WOULD YOU SAVE THE PLACE? IF THERE'S 35, YOU DON'T HAVE TO DO WHAT ABRAHAM DID. THERE'S A DIFFERENCE. AND I TELL YOU, THAT IS A HUGE DEAL. THE VAST MAJORITY OF THE BODY OF CHRIST IS STILL RELATING TO GOD BASED ON THE OLD COVENANT, NOT UNDERSTANDING THE NEW COVENANT. JESUS HAS FOREVER RECONCILED US UNTO GOD, AND INSTEAD OF APPROACHING A GOD WHO'S ANGRY AT US AND PLEADING FOR MERCY, YOU NEED TO STAND IN WHAT JESUS HAS ALREADY DONE. SO WE'VE TALKED ABOUT THAT, AND THEN we TALKED ABOUT WHAT PRAYER REALLY IS, AND BASICALLY I BELIEVE PRAYER IS JUST RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. NOW THERE IS A PLACE TO ASK. There is a place to intercede for other people, but it's not the main place. And I think that this is what the vast majority of people are doing today. They spend all of their time doing all of these other things. And I made the point that Adam and Eve met with God in the garden in the cool of the day, and they didn't have anything to ask for. They didn't have anything to pray and receive. They didn't have anybody to intercede for. And yet they had a relationship with God. And they just visited about what happened during the day, and it's I DON'T KNOW WHAT THE PROPER TERMINOLOGY WOULD BE, BUT IT WAS JUST ABOUT RELATIONSHIP. IT WAS LIKE CONVERSATIONAL PRAYER. THEY WERE JUST TALKING TO THE LORD. AND I BELIEVE THAT THAT OUGHT TO BE THE VAST MAJORITY OF OUR PRAYER LIFE. IF WE SPENT 90% OR MORE OF OUR PRAYER LIFE JUST WORSHIPING THE LORD AND LOVING HIM, THANKING HIM FOR HOW AWESOME HE IS, REMEMBERING HIS GOODNESS, THEN YOU WOULDN'T HAVE NEAR AS MANY PROBLEMS BECAUSE HE WOULD KEEP YOU IN PERFECT PEACE, WHOSE MIND is STAYED UPON HIM and everything would just work better. You wouldn't have the inroads of Satan into your life if you just lived in the presence of the Lord. We wouldn't have to pray about depression and discouragement. Scripture says in Psalm 16, verse 11, that in the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy. At His right hand there are pleasures forevermore. If you aren't having fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore, it's because you aren't staying in the presence of God. God's always with you, but you aren't appropriating. And I believe that that's what prayer ought to be primarily about, and yes, there's a place to ask, and yes, there's a place to intercede for other people, but it shouldn't occupy a large part of our life, and because we've changed the main purpose of prayer, we haven't kept the main thing the main thing, I think that's why we have so many problems, so that's what we've already covered, and then on last Friday's broadcast, I gave a brief introduction to what I want to talk about this week. And that's talking about when you are petitioning God, when you do have something you're believing for, how is it that you get your faith to work? How do you believe and how do you receive? And I started in Mark chapter 11, where Jesus was going into Jerusalem uh, early in the morning, and this is during his last week of ministry here on the earth, and he saw a fig tree HE WAS HUNGRY, AND THE FIG TREE HAD LEAVES, SO HE WENT OVER TO GET SOME FIGS, BUT WHEN HE GOT THERE, THERE WEREN'T ANY FIGS. THE FIG TREES THAT ARE IN ISRAEL, THEY PRODUCE FIGS BEFORE THEY PRODUCE LEAVES. SO IF THIS TREE HAD LEAVES ON IT, IT SHOULD HAVE HAD FIGS. THIS TREE, IN A SENSE, I KNOW SOME OF YOU ARE GOING TO THINK I'M MAKING SOMETHING OUT OF THIS, BUT I, YOU KNOW, JESUS WAS THE CREATOR. HE'S THE ONE THAT CREATED. THESE TREES. HE'S THE ONE THAT TOLD THEM HOW TO LIVE, HOW TO, HOW TO BEAR FRUIT, HOW TO DO ALL OF THESE THINGS. AND THIS FIG TREE WAS A PERVERT. THIS FIG TREE WAS PROFESSING SOMETHING THAT IT DIDN'T HAVE. THE LORD JESUS CREATED ALL THINGS, COLOSSIANS CHAPTER 1 SAYS THAT, AND THIS FIG TREE WAS NOT FOLLOWING THE INSTRUCTIONS THAT HE HAD GIVEN IT. AND SO SOME PEOPLE THINK, WELL, WHY DID HE DO THIS? IT'S BECAUSE HE CREATED THIS FIG TREE AND IT WAS NOT FOLLOWING HIS INSTRUCTIONS. IT WAS DISOBEDIENT. I DON'T KNOW EXACTLY HOW ALL OF THIS HAPPENED, BUT ANYWAY, AS CREATOR, I BELIEVE HE HAD EVERY RIGHT TO SIT THERE AND JUST TELL THIS TREE, he SAYS, NO PERSON WILL EVER EAT FRUIT OF YOU AGAIN. AND HE DIDN'T TOUCH IT, HE DIDN'T THROW SALT ON IT, HE DIDN'T CUT IT DOWN, HE DIDN'T DO ANYTHING. HIS WORDS, HE SPOKE, AND DID YOU KNOW THAT FROM THE HUMAN PERSPECTIVE, THE DISCIPLES THAT WERE WITH HIM, HE SPOKE TO THIS victory, AND IT DIDN'T LOOK ANY DIFFERENT. THERE WAS NOT A VISIBLE SIGN OF ANYTHING. THERE WAS NOTHING THAT HAPPENED. BUT THE NEXT DAY, IT SAYS IN VERSE 20, AND IN THE MORNING AS THEY PASSED BY, THEY SAW THE FIG TREE dried UP FROM THE ROOTS. NOW THIS IS IMPORTANT, AND PROBABLY NOT THIS WEEK, BUT ON MY PROGRAMS NEXT WEEK, I'M GOING TO BE TALKING ABOUT HOW THAT GOD MOVES INSTANTLY, BUT IT TAKES A PERIOD OF TIME BEFORE WHAT GOD DOES IN THE SPIRIT REALM MANIFESTS INTO THE PHYSICAL REALM. NOT EVERY TIME, BUT MOST OF THE TIME. PRAYER IS A PROCESS, AND I'M GOING TO BE TALKING ABOUT THAT. AND YOU CAN SEE THAT RIGHT HERE, THAT JESUS SPOKE AND SAID, YOU'RE DEAD. NOBODY'S EVER GONNA EAT FRUIT OF YOU AGAIN. AND IT DIDN'T LOOK LIKE A THING HAPPENED, BUT IN THE MORNING, IT WAS SHRIVELLED UP. It, IT WAS OBVIOUS THAT THE FIG TREE HAD DIED. AND NOTICE IT SAYS HERE IN VERSE 20 THAT IT WAS dried UP FROM THE ROOTS. WHAT THAT MEANS IS THAT THE MOMENT THE LORD SPOKE, INSTANTLY, THAT TREE WAS DEAD. THOSE ROOTS DIED, BUT IT TOOK A PERIOD OF TIME BEFORE WHAT HAPPENED BELOW THE GROUND MANIFEST ABOVE THE GROUND. IT WAS OBVIOUS SO THAT WE COULD SEE IT. AND THIS IS A PERFECT ILLUSTRATION of how that when we pray and believe, God moves instantly, but it may not be visible to you. It may not be manifest that God has moved instantly because God is a spirit. God moves in the spiritual realm, and it takes sometimes, depending on different things, I'm going to talk about this more in next week's broadcast, but it takes a period of time for what has happened in the spirit realm to manifest itself in the physical realm. So this tree was dead instantly, but it took about twenty-four hours before it was visible what had happened below the surface. And the disciples were just shocked at this. Peter, it says, calling to remember and saith unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And I think I mentioned this last Friday, but you know, we don't have the benefit of hearing the inflection of the voice. We're just reading this, but I, I can guarantee you, Peter didn't just say, Master. THE FIG TREE WHICH YOU CURSED IS WITHERED AWAY. HE WAS PROBABLY OVERWHELMED. HE WOULD SAY, MASTER, LOOK AT THE FIG TREE THAT YOU CURSED. IT'S WITHERED AWAY. HE WAS SHOCKED. AND THEN WE DON'T HAVE THE BENEFIT OF HEARING JESUS AND HOW HE SAID IT, BUT I CAN GUARANTEE YOU HE DIDN'T JUST SAY, HAVE FAITH IN GOD, BUT IT WAS MORE LIKE, HAVE FAITH IN GOD. WHAT'S WRONG WITH YOU, PETER? YOU'VE BEEN WITH ME. YOU'VE SEEN ALL OF THESE THINGS. WHY ARE YOU SHOCKED? TO SEE THE SUPERNATURAL MANIFESTATION OF THE POWER OF GOD, HAVE FAITH IN GOD. AND THEN HE BEGINS TO TELL HIS DISCIPLES HOW HE DID THIS, AND THE WAY THAT JESUS SPOKE TO THIS FIG TREE AND CURSED IT, AND IT NEVER PRODUCED FRUIT AGAIN. I MEAN, THAT WAS A MIRACLE. YOU KNOW, AGAIN, WE READ THINGS IN THE BIBLE AND SOMETIMES WE JUST DON'T LET IT SOAK IN ON US. BUT WHAT IF I WAS AT YOUR PLACE AND IF I WAS WALKING AROUND WITH YOU AND IF I SAW A TREE AND IF I JUST LOOKED OVER AND SAID, YOU'RE DEAD, AND THEN THE NEXT DAY THAT that TREE IS JUST DEAD AND I DIDN'T TOUCH IT, I DIDN'T DO ANYTHING. I GUARANTEE YOU THAT WOULD BE PRETTY IMPRESSIVE. JESUS JUST SPOKE TO THIS FIG TREE AND IN 24 HOURS, THE ENTIRE THING WAS SHRIVELLED UP. IT DIED FROM THE ROOTS UP. IT IMPRESSED HIS DISCIPLES. HOW DO YOU GET THE MIRACULOUS POWER OF GOD TO WHERE YOU DON'T DO ANYTHING IN THE NATURAL? IT'S NOT PHYSICAL. SEE, MOST PEOPLE, if, if you've got a sickness in your body and if you go to the doctor and if the doctor can operate, if the doctor can give you medicine, well, then people will pray and ask God to heal them. But as long as there is a physical, natural explanation for it, most people can kind of embrace that. They can wrap their mind around that. But man, if a person had cancer and you just stand and believe God and if you don't get it cut out, if you don't get radiation, if you don't get medication and God just healed you, THERE ARE A LOT OF PEOPLE THAT CANNOT BELIEVE THAT. THERE'S A LOT OF PEOPLE THAT DON'T BELIEVE THAT GOD HEALS OUTSIDE OF JUST NATURAL THINGS. BUT THIS WASN'T ANYTHING NATURAL THAT WAS DONE. HE DIDN'T TOUCH IT. HE DIDN'T DO ANYTHING IN THE PHYSICAL. IT WAS ALL SPIRITUAL. IT WAS HIS AUTHORITY AND POWER AS THE SON OF GOD THAT HE USED AND and IT SHOCKED HIS DISCIPLES. AND HERE HE IS TELLING US HOW WE CAN SEE THIS EXACT SAME THING HAPPEN. AND JESUS SAID THIS IN MARK CHAPTER 11 VERSE 23, FOR VERILY I SAY UNTO YOU THAT WHOSOEVER... NOW THIS IS IMPORTANT. THIS IS WRITTEN TO WHOSOEVER. THIS IS NOT JUST FOR THE APOSTLES. YOU'LL HEAR SOME PEOPLE SAY THAT, YOU KNOW, MIRACLES PASSED AWAY WITH THE APOSTLES. YOU'LL HEAR SOME PEOPLE SAY, WELL, THIS IS JESUS THAT DID THIS, AND I'M CERTAINLY NOT JESUS. AND SO THEY JUST DON'T BELIEVE THAT WE CAN DO THE SAME THINGS THAT JESUS DID. JESUS SAID THAT WHOSOEVER BELIEVETH IN ME, THE WORKS THAT I DO SHALL HE DO ALSO, AND GREATER WORKS THAN THESE SHALL ye DO, BECAUSE I GO UNTO MY FATHER. JOHN CHAPTER 14, VERSE 12. JESUS SAID THAT WE WOULD DO THE SAME WORKS THAT HE DID. YOU CAN'T JUST HAVE A DISCONNECT HERE AND SAY, WELL, THIS WAS JESUS. NO, JESUS SAID, WHOSOEVER WILL DO THIS. THIS MEANS IT ISN'T LIMITED TO THE APOSTLES. THIS WASN'T SOMETHING THAT JESUS JUST DID SUPERNATURALLY AS THE SON OF GOD AND THAT WE CAN'T DO. WHOSOEVER, well, THAT'S IMPORTANT. I COULD SPEND A LOT OF TIME ON THAT BECAUSE AGAIN, MOST PEOPLE JUST, THEY, they HAVE EXCUSES. THEY HAVE REASONS WHY THEY JUST AREN'T IN THIS CATEGORY. YOU MIGHT EVEN HEAR ME GIVE TESTIMONIES ABOUT THE MIRACULOUS THINGS THAT I'VE SEEN AND YOU SAY, WELL, THAT'S YOU. YOU'RE A MINISTER. YOU'RE A FULL-TIME preacher, you're a professional Christian or whatever, and they just put, you know, they they make the clergy and the laity and we have all of these separations and, and mentally we just say that these things won't work for us. Man, this is important that you get it, that whosoever, this means you, you are a whosoever. Whether you've ever thought it or not, this is God Almighty speaking to you, telling you how He did something absolutely miraculous with no physical, natural thing as the source. he It was just His supernatural ability and power, and He's telling you, if you are a whosoever, that this will work for you if you will do the same thing. So whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Man, this is huge. This is huge. He's talking about, I mean, he is talking about a literal, physical mountain. He had just talked to a tree, and the tree died. And he turned around and he says, Whosoever shall say and I don't believe it's limited to a mountain. I don't believe it's, IT'S SPECIFIC. IT'S JUST, YOU KNOW, WHOSOEVER WILL SAY TO WHATEVER. IF THIS IS THE POWER OF FAITH AND OF WORDS. AND THERE ARE SOME THINGS IN HERE. IT'S GOING TO TAKE ME A NUMBER OF DAYS TO GET INTO THIS AND EXPLAIN SOME OF THESE THINGS. BUT THESE THINGS ARE RADICAL. THAT WHOSOEVER WILL SAY. NOTICE THERE ARE FOUR TIMES THE WORD SAID IS USED. ONE OF THEM IT'S TALKING ABOUT IN JESUS ANSWERING, saith UNTO THEM. BUT THEN, THERE WERE THREE OTHER TIMES HE SAID, WHOSOEVER WILL SAY UNTO THIS MOUNTAIN, BE THOU REMOVED, BE THOU CAST INTO THE SEA, AND SHALL NOT DOUBT IN HIS HEART, BUT SHALL BELIEVE THAT THOSE THINGS WHICH HE SAITH WILL COME TO PASS, HE WILL HAVE WHATSOEVER HE SAITH. THREE TIMES HE EMPHASIZES THAT THE WAY YOU RELEASE THIS SUPERNATURAL POWER AND AUTHORITY IS THROUGH WORDS. NOW THIS IS HUGE. And this is one of the reasons that most people today, most Christians, do not see the supernatural power of God manifest in their life because in our society, and sad to say, most Christians are impacted by our society more than they are by the Word of God, more than they are by the Holy Spirit and the presence of God. Most of us just visit God every once in a while. We have little devotions instead of living by faith, the Bible says that just live by faith. They don't vacation there. They don't have a devotion there every 15, you know, 15 minutes every day. They live there. This is where they dwell. And sadly, most Christians are not dwelling in the presence of the Lord. We are more influenced by the world than we are by the Word. And because of it, this is just weird to most people that you could just say something. You could you can speak. TO A TREE AND COMMAND THAT THING TO DIE? YOU CAN SPEAK TO A MOUNTAIN AND COMMAND THIS MOUNTAIN TO BE gone. MOST PEOPLE JUST DO NOT BELIEVE THIS. BUT JESUS IS SAYING THAT THIS IS THE POWER OF WORDS. HE CREATED THE HEAVENS AND THE EARTH BY WORDS. IF YOU WERE TO TURN OVER TO GENESIS CHAPTER 1 AND READ IT EVERY SINGLE TIME, IT SAYS, GOD SAID, LET THERE BE LIGHT, AND THERE WAS LIGHT. GOD SAID, LET THE DRY LAND APPEAR. GOD SAID, LET THE EARTH BRING FORTH FRUIT TREES WHOSE SEED IS IN ITSELF. GOD SAID, LET US CREATE ANIMALS THAT FLY AND THAT GO IN THE SEA. GOD SAID, LET US MAKE MAN IN OUR OWN IMAGE. GOD CREATED THE WORLDS BY WORDS. HEBREWS CHAPTER 11 VERSE 3 SAYS BY FAITH WE UNDERSTAND THAT THE WORLDS WERE FRAMED BY THE WORD OF GOD. THAT WORD frame THERE IS TALKING, IT'S A BUILDING TERM. GOD'S WORDS ARE WHAT HE USED TO CREATE EVERYTHING PHYSICAL AND TANGIBLE THAT WE CAN SEE. WORDS AREN'T VISIBLE. YOU CAN'T SEE WORDS COMING OUT OF PEOPLE'S MOUTHS. YOU CAN'T TOUCH IT, YOU CAN'T GRAB IT, BUT WORDS, A NON-TANGIBLE THING, are what created everything tangible that that exists, you and me and everything. So words are the parent force, and the parent force is greater than the force that it created. Everything natural responds to words. And again, this is different than what most Most people spend more time in the world than they do in the Word. This is not emphasized. In our societies today, words aren't that important. You know, just a generation or two ago, if you gave somebody your word, if you shook on it and gave them your word, man, that was better than a contract. Today, people have contracts, and I guarantee you contracts don't mean anything if you have a good lawyer. A good lawyer will come up and, you know, they'll argue over what is the definition of is. What, what is, And I'm not going to go there, but anyway, they... They they can just argue over this, and they can find loopholes and get out of anything. People don't honor their word today. People just say all kinds of things. They exaggerate. They lie. They do all of this. Uh, you know, it's not unusual today for a politician to just say whatever it takes to get elected, and then they get in and they do completely contrary to all of the things that they've promised. And it's just words aren't that important to the average person, and that's the reason. THAT WE DO NOT SEE THIS KIND OF SUPERNATURAL MANIFESTATION IN MOST PEOPLE'S LIVES IS BECAUSE WORDS AREN'T IMPORTANT. BUT NOTICE, JESUS SAID, IF YOU WANT TO KNOW HOW HE SPOKE TO A FIG TREE AND THIS MIRACULOUSLY HAPPENED, AND YOU WANT TO KNOW HOW DOES THIS HAPPEN? JESUS IS TELLING US, WHOSOEVER WILL SAY, HE PUT THE EMPHASIS ON WORDS. WORDS WERE IMPORTANT. AND NOTICE DOWN HERE, IT'S NOT ONLY YOU GOT TO SAY IT, BUT IT SAYS YOU HAVE TO BELIEVE THAT THOSE THINGS WHICH YOU SAY COME TO PASS, THEN YOU WILL HAVE WHATSOEVER YOU SAY. YOU HAVE TO BELIEVE IN THE POWER OF WORDS, AND MOST PEOPLE DON'T. PROVERBS CHAPTER 18, VERSE 21 SAYS, DEATH AND LIFE ARE IN THE POWER OF THE TONGUE, AND THEY THAT LOVE IT SHALL EAT THE FRUIT THEREOF. BOY, THERE'S A LOT IN THAT VERSE. I CANNOT UNPACK ALL of THAT RIGHT NOW, BUT, MAN, IT SHOWS YOU THE POWER OF WORDS. DEATH AND LIFE ARE IN THE POWER OF YOUR TONGUE. IT'S NOT ONLY POSITIVE THINGS, IT'S NOT ONLY SPEAKING TO THIS MOUNTAIN OR SPEAKING TO YOUR PROBLEMS AND COMMANDING THEM TO BE GONE, BUT DID YOU KNOW DEATH IS IN THE POWER OF YOUR TONGUE? AND IF YOU ARE JUST SPEAKING DEATH AND SPEAKING NEGATIVE THINGS OUT OF YOUR MOUTH, IT IS GOING TO IMPACT YOU. POSITIVE WORDS, FAITH-FILLED WORDS RELEASE THE SUPERNATURAL POWER OF GOD. DOUBT-FILLED WORDS, FEAR-FILLED WORDS RELEASE THE POWER OF THE DEVIL. That's a big statement, but it's true. And there are many people watching this program that you go to the doctor, the doctor says you're going to die, and then your friends ask you, how are you? And man, you just blurt out all of this death. You speak what you've heard. You speak what's been prophesied over you, spoken over you, and you just repeat that. Am I saying that you deny that physical things exist? Do you deny that the doctor says you're dying? I'm not saying you have to deny it But I do deny that what the doctor said is all there is to it. I am not going to speak forth all of the negative things over me. I'm not denying that physical problems exist, but I'm denying that that's all there is. There is a greater power, and I am going to speak forth my faith, and I'm going to say that by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what the tests look like. I don't care what I feel. I don't care what somebody else experienced. I have these promises, and I am going to start releasing the supernatural power of God by my words. See, most people do not have this attitude, and this is the reason that they don't see the supernatural power of God manifest, is because they don't believe in the power of words. They'll sit there and say terrible things. People will talk about this scared me to death, this tickled me to death, and again, I'm not, you know, the only thing that keeps people from falling over dead when they talk about death and all of this stuff is it says in Romans chapter 10, that you have to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, with the heart man believes. And with the mouth, confession is made. The only reason people don't fall over dead when they talk about death and say, well, this runs in the family, and I'm going to die early, and I'm sure I'm over the hill, and, you know, they speak all of these negative things. They don't really believe in the power of it, and you have to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. So our lack of heartfelt faith BEHIND THESE NEGATIVE WORDS IS THE ONLY REASON PEOPLE JUST DON'T FALL OVER DEAD. SO SOMEBODY SAYS, WELL, THEN THEY DON'T DO ANY DAMAGE THEN. THEY DON'T DO ANY HARM. YEAH, THEY DO, BECAUSE FAITH COMES BY HEARING AND HEARING BY THE WORD. ROMANS 10, 17. UNBELIEF COMES BY HEARING. AND IF YOU JUST SPEAK DEATH OFTEN ENOUGH, YOU TUNE YOUR HEART TOWARDS THIS. You eventually get to where you're just negative. You always are looking at the wrong thing. And those words, words are powerful. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And if you speak negative and speak doubt and fear, often enough you become trapped in that. You you build yourself a cage. Your own words, you're hung by your tongue. Your, Your tongue, your words are hurting you. And so, even though it may not be that you really believe all of these negative things, you're just talking, it is having a negative effect on you, and eventually it will lead you down a road that you don't want to go to. On the other side, you start speaking positive words. You may not really believe it with all of your heart, but the more you speak it, faith comes by hearing. If you go to speaking the Word of God, it will eventually begin to influence your heart and pull you in that direction. You need to be speaking the right words. I tell you, I'm out of time today, and I'm just now to where I could really make some great points. So I encourage you to please get these materials. You know, I've got this uh, book entitled A Better Way to Pray. We also have a study guide that is really excellent for you to go deeper in this, but it's primarily made for you to be able to teach other people. We have this book in Spanish. We also have CDs and DVDs. And I can just promise you that the things I'm sharing today, they need to be heard. You need to hear them multiple times. This is contrary to what most of us are hearing, and it would really be a blessing to you. So I encourage you to please get this. Also, I'm going to continue teaching on this on our program tomorrow, so I encourage you to listen in again tomorrow. But listen to our announcer, and then please call or write today and receive these materials. We
0: hope you enjoyed this edition of The Gospel Truth. Andrew would like to extend a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible for us to broadcast the message of God's unconditional love and grace all around the world. Because of your contributions, we've been able to put free ministry resources into the hands of millions in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. Andrew's teaching titled, A Better Way to Pray, is available in the Better Way to Pray package, which includes two books, A Better Way to Pray and The Believer's Authority, as well as your choice of either the CD albums or DVD albums from both teachings. This package has a catalog value of $105, but you can get it today for only $75. If you prefer, the Better Way to Pray resources are available individually as either a book, study guide, CD album, or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. We'd like to point out Andrew's upcoming speaking schedule. Mark your calendars to come meet Andrew at one of these events and let the Word of God transform your life. In the month of July, Andrew will be in College Park, Georgia for Dr. Creflo Dollar's Grace Life Conference. Next, Andrew will be in Woodland Park, Colorado to host the Stand for Truth and Liberty Conference with special guest Bishop E.W. Jackson, David Barton, William Federer, Iverson Jackson, Cecil Bly, Alan West, Tim Barton, Dr. Melvin Johnson, and Richard Harris. Also in July, Andrew will be hosting a special Karis Day livestream event. Please note that the main campus in Woodland Park will not be open to guests. This event will take place only at participating Karis Extension campuses worldwide. In August, he'll again be in Woodland Park to host the Kingdom Youth Conference with special guests Todd White, Ryan Edberg, and Joseph Z, and worship performances by the bands Versus, Bread of Stone, and Sean Locke. Andrew will also be in Woodland Park for the annual Healing Is Here conference with special guests Greg Moore, Audrey Mack, Todd White, Daniel Amstutz, and Carly Tirades. And in September, Andrew will be in Washington, D.C. for a Gospel Truth conference with guest speaker Jeremy Pearsons. Later in September, he'll be in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Also, beginning September 30th, Andrew will be in Woodland Park, Colorado, to host the annual Minister's Conference with guest speakers Arthur Menchez, Carrie Pickett, Audrey Mack, and Pastors Bob Yandian, Bob Nichols, and Wayne Sheriff. For more details on Andrew's next meeting in your area, visit our website at awmi.net. Thanks to the support of our friends and partners, Karis Bible College is able to reach more people with the gospel than ever before through the continued expansion of our campus in Woodland Park, Colorado. Check out our latest construction update at awmi.net.